Hey, 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 Brandon Beliso here. It is Friday, December 10th, 11 a.m. Pacific time. What time is it? Success never sleeps. With who? Me, Brandon Beliso, where we, as a collective of disruptive thinkers, innovators, who understand our version of success, ask the right type of questions to help us do what? Live our best life. And as always, I want to begin by thanking my sponsors. And while I'm thanking my sponsors, please share this with as many people as you can. Put in the comments the name of your school, where you're tuning in from, and that you've shared it. And you'll be entered into our electronic drawing where we give away a 30-minute discovery call with yours truly. And it's wonderful to sit there and chop up ideas. You know, and think about what direction should I take my business in, especially as we begin to come through this pandemic and we look at our businesses and what we're doing and what that all means in the big scheme of things. But... Let me thank my sponsors. First of all, my studio. You know, the latest stuff they just added with attendance and, and being able to charge drop-ins through attendance and all is just magical. It continues to get better and get better and get better. And that's really, you know, the characteristic of a strong CRM system. There should always be updates on a regular basis. They're always adding things. They're always improving things. For me, the death of my relationship with any type of software company is where I see no innovations going on. And when that happens, I'm going to have to move on because we know technology is moving at a breakneck speed and technology really is a huge part of what we do. The yin to our yang. I know we're a service-driven in-person business hands-on, but the technology can help automate a lot of things to truly free us up to do what we want to do, which is teach. You can make that happen with my studio. Kids Love Life Skills. We have a new subscription-based model which allows us to partner with you closer. We're going to start offering uh, monthly webinars for it as well. We're going to help you really implement it. We shot a bunch of new videos. We updated all our materials. And Kids Love Life Skills is the, the character development system for children. If you're a martial arts school owner, you're a gym, you're a kids group, a soccer team, a little league coach, a charter school, Definitely look into Kids Love Life Skills. Reach out to Marco and he'll take care of you. LC Accounting, my sister Letitia, I love you. I love you. I love you more. You know, she's been my savior through this pandemic. I can't say that enough. Uh, her knowledge and expertise when it comes to bookkeeping is powerful. And she is a martial artist. That's the cool thing. Everybody I've named. Tule, martial artist. Kids Love Life School, martial artist. LC Accounting, martial artist. And, of course, Stephen Reinstein and the gang at Market Muscle, at Market Muscles, martial artist. They get us, they understand us, so when they cultivate products or processes or systems to support their websites, their CRM system, their life skills, their bookkeeping, all of it is rooted in what? That martial arts mindset that's going to help us do what? Move that needle in a direction that's healthy for us. Let me say hello to some people. Let's see who's here today. Who do we have? Who do we have? Who do we have? I love to see who's here. Let me take a look over here on my phone. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. Thank you, Adam Parth, for sharing the feed. I can see that Adam's done that. I appreciate that very much, sir. Again, as you come aboard, do share this with as many people as you can. Tell them you're tuning into our show, and I would love you. It's right, where are you? Okay, there you go. Boom, I see the comment. Cool. We got Ricardo Almonte. What's up, Ricardo? You did. I saw you made a major investment into Kids Love Life Skills. We're going to work with you closely on that, Ricardo, and make sure that you position yourself in your community as the life skills education leader. Nam. Great working there. The other day I had the, the privilege of working with Master Nam and uh, Master Ray Morsantos, and we went over their Taekwondo curriculum to tighten it up. And one of the biggest takeaways that has inspired today's Success Never Sleeps, he said, oh, I get it. We have to stop designing curriculum for 100 students. We need to design curriculum to facilitate to 500 students. I said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And that was the big one of the big ha aha moments for Master Ray Moore and Master Nam. Cool, cool, cool. Farzad, I miss you, my friend. I miss you. You're doing some great stuff there. I see that. You're working on your curriculum. You're redoing your schedules. Uh, 
Master Farzad was here at uh, It's Time Life Change. We just finished that up in November. He's working on his schedule. He's working on his staff. He's simplifying things. He's writing systems. I love it. I love it when, when I hear things like that. James Walker from Rocky Mountain High. Soon Jay. Soon Jay. I, I love you. I'm grateful that you're Steve Williams. What's happening, sir? Dragonfly. Ricky Sarmiento. What's happening, Ricky? Is, is that Ricky Ricky from my Beliso Karate School days? I hope it is. What's up, Pareko? All right, so again, as you come aboard, share this with as many people as you can. That'll put you in a position to win a 30-minute consultation with yours truly. I also want to mention Wisdom. It's my one-on-one -on -one mentoring intensive. It is executive consulting at the highest level. I will be with you 24-7, 365 over a six-month period. I'm still reading through all the applicants. There's been so many. I asked you to write a 500-word essay telling me, why you're ready for wisdom, and why Brandon Belisa was a good fit for you. You know, while I'm still reading these submissions, if you want to get yours in, 500-word essay, get it in immediately. Wisdom is something very unique. I work with people, you know, an hour here, a question here, and it's very inconsistent. So this is my most ambitious project to date where I'm going to be in your back pocket. You do a social media post, you send it to me first. You want to remodel your bathroom, you send me the drawings first. You want to rebrand your school, I'm with you every step of the way. You're feeling doubtful at midnight at night and you want to give up and quit, you text me and I will be there. My most ambitious project to date, only eight school owners for the next six months starting January 1st. You want to be part of that? PM me a 500-word essay for what? A 500-word essay telling me why you're ready for wisdom and why Brandon Belize was a good fit for you. I'm still reading through all the applications. I will only choose eight, and then I'll send you the different tuition and things that we're asking in regards to that. So everything today is how to get past 100 students. Put it in the comments. How many of you have been stuck at 100 students or less for more than one year, right? Who's been stuck there for three years? Who's been stuck there for five years? Who's been stuck there for 10? Put it in the comments. Everything begins with accountability and transparency. If you're willing to put it there, if you're willing to put it there, then that takes a lot of heart. That's the first step in being accountable is being rigorously honest with yourself. So... Have you been stuck for a year, three years, five years, ten years or more? Put it in the comments for me. I would love it. Yeah, it's grateful to see you doing things. It absolutely is, sir. Absolutely. So who's going to put it in the comments? Come on. And while you do that and take ownership, so the first thing that I really realized working, because, you know, I am the small school owner specialist. I chose to work with a small school owner because you make up the majority of our industry. And, and I really believe as a consultant, we need to do better. At least I'm going to speak for myself. I want to do better for the small school owner. So I focus on the small school owner. I believe I have two schools, 934 students. I can get anybody, any small school owner, any small school owner out there to at least 250 students. I can do that with my eyes closed. I've done that across the board with many schools. And I continue to do that today. Number one, number one for me. Let's see, anybody put that in there. Okay, good. Thank you, Steve. We've been stuck at 125 for three or so years or more. Love it, sir. Marco was saying he was there for 11. Finally broke the ceiling this year, thanks to you. Now, it's thanks to us, Marco. You know, we're a partnership. I can't do anything unless you do the work, right? Nam, thank you for that, sir. Nam says so for about a year, right? James, 75 to 150 for over 20 years, right? Good, 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 good. I love the accountability. Adam Parth, only open at the start of 2020, but I keep praying we jump rope with the number 60. You'll get there, sir. You absolutely will get there, right? So it begins with you have to define your version of success. And if you don't have a number in your mind of what you want to do, you'll never get there. For me, it was real simple. I wanted a million-dollar school. Back when I opened, I thought that was a big deal, a million dollars. So I did the math. At the time, I needed 500 students, roughly, right, is what it came down to. And I needed 3,700 square feet to teach the amount of classes I needed, right, 20 to 30 people in a class, teaching five days a week at the time in order to gross a million dollars a year. It was very simple. So let's say <clears throat> I have 100 students, 
right? Times that by $100. What is that? $10,000, right? $10,000 a month, right? Somebody help me. Do the math on that. Am I right on that? I'm such a stickler when it comes to math. I hate to get anything wrong. So usually a 100 students times $100. Yeah, $10,000. $10,000 a month times 12 months is $120,000. So I can say that I gross $120,000 a month, right? I mean, $120,000 a year. Well, guess what? If I want that to be a million, I have to times that by 10. There you go, right? So instead of $10,000 a month, I have to be bringing in $100,000 a month, right? Times that by 12, that's 1.2 million. Do, you know, give or take more or less. So you have to be very clear. Define your version of success, right? Now, I have many buddies that I grew up with in the martial arts fighting. They work a great day job, a lot of them for the city. They have a great retirement. They have great medical, everything. So they have a club. And this club is a small, maybe 1,400 square feet, a lot of sparring, a lot of competition. There are tournaments all the time. But you know what? That school is not their bread and butter. That school is not their livelihood. Their livelihood is their day job. So they might have that school open three to five days a week. And most of the time, they're preparing for a tournament. That's cool. That's cool. But decide that for yourself. Decide that. You know, you have to decide and define what is your version of success. Don't let me or anybody else tell you that. Of course, you know, the guy with 20 schools is going to tell you you need to have multiple locations. That's your version of success, right? Sam On, one of my great mentors and friends, he has one school, 120 students. And this man is a multimillionaire. He said, hmm, I like martial arts. I want to teach martial arts. I'm going to take the money I make and invest it in the market. I want an investment vehicle that creates passive income and it's going to create financial freedom for me. I get it. I get it. So there's a million ways to skin a cat, as one would say for the cliche. You just have to be super, super clear. And, and when I work with many school owners, I find that's the number one challenge. They are not clear on what their version of success is. So what do they do? They run to me as a consultant. Oh, yeah, it didn't work. Well, because my version of success doesn't match your version of success. Maybe our values are on, and you went over to this consultant. Spend money here. Oh, that didn't work. Because it all began with fundamentally you as the individual did not know who you are. You got to know thyself. You got to know who you are. You have to define your version of success. Write that down. Know that well, right? Know that well. <clears throat> hey, Master Ray Moore, we were just talking about you, sir. All right, Sunjay, you've been, you've been at less than 100 students or less for nine years. I can change that. I can change that. Ask Marco. Ask people like Jason Smith. There's a lot of people on this call that I've moved that needle. Ivan, what's happening, Ivan, sir? And that's the big thing. You're the toughest, most challenging group to work with, right? You give me a guy with 300 students, pff, I can bump you to five easily. That's, that's just a few tweaks. But when we're, we're in that place, right, we're in that abyss of less than 100 students and we're stuck there. It's, it's, it's challenging. Fundamentally, I believe with 100 students or less, you're doing all the work, You've created a job for yourself, and you're a terrible boss, and you got to be accountable for that. Ask yourself, right, how many events have you missed of your kids growing up because you had to teach, right? How much vacation have you missed? How much retirement do you really have? Think about all those different things, right? And if this is supposed to be your full-time livelihood, job, career, everything, then you have to really redefine your version of success. And like I said, most people do what? They inherit a school from their teacher, they buy it really cheap, they open this business, and they know nothing about their version of success. Have I beaten that one up enough? I hope so. All right. So now, I say this one all the time going, you know, this kind of piggybacks on the first one. Part-time effort, part-time results. Right? Think about that. Part-time effort, part-time results. So if you're doing part-time work, guess what? You're going to get part-time results. That's where for the true entrepreneur, what is it? I work 80, so I don't have to do 40. We hear that all the time. Success never sleeps, right? I do 17-hour days if necessary, if necessary, whatever is necessary. But I would never do anything I want to be successful at part-time. Never, never, ever. So take ownership of that, right? Part-time effort, part-time results. The scary part is when you have a full-time business, but your mindset is still part-time. 
because you're trying to be a baller. And I, I really kick a lot of my clients in the butt when they do that, right? They sit there and use this half-baked team, right? These young 15, 16-year-old kids, they don't even have systems. They don't have an instructor's training in position. And they sit there and throw them to the wolves. And then they go on vacation so they can post social media pictures. My team's got it going on, you know, while I'm freaking here on vacation. No, you are losing students. You're reducing your retention, increasing your attrition rate because the fundamental key elements are not in place. When this pandemic went down, I came back to work full-time. I'm still teaching right now, five days a week. Five days a week. No challenge with that. It's good leadership. It's smart business. And it's something I, as an entrepreneur, a third-generation small business owner, understand. There's nothing above me. There's nothing below me. I don't need to post that social media. Look at me. Right here I am chilling on a beach and while everybody's running my businesses for me. I don't need to do that. Right? That's just an illusion. Every small business owner out there right now with less than 100 students, you better be putting in 17-hour days, seven days a week till you move that needle where you're up around 150 to 200 students where you can afford to pay somebody right. That's it. And that sweet spot is 150 to 200, honestly. That way I'm comfortable. I'm paying this guy well. I'm taking good care of them. Okay? So think about that. Or do you run a full-time business but with a part-time mindset? Hmm. Think about that. Cool. Any questions? Put them in there. I'm always checking this. Hope it was good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Master Raymar is just applauding you guys, you know, for um, having that type of vision. But I said the biggest takeaway you got from that, Master Raymar, was I have to stop administering curriculum for 100 students. I have to create curriculum and train a team to teach 500 students. Absolutely absolutely i say that one all the time master amar i say you know think about disney walt disney was walt disney when he was in the garage doing what he did steve jobs and steve wozniak was still steve jobs same mindset save apple was still apple in the garage jeff bezos sitting in that apartment banging out amazon supposed to just be an online book company right that's where it started that's where it started boom look at it now right it's so important to be who you are from day one. And then you just go deeper on that and deeper on that and deeper on that. Of course, you're growing in many different ways to facilitate scaling and monetizing and growing that business. But your core values, who you are, why you're doing this should always remain the same. Cool? Yep, yep, yep. Hey, Steph. What's happening, Steph? Hey, I see lots of people watching. Come on. Say hi. Tell us who you are. Put your name in there. I love to announce people in the middle of my show, especially the new folks. All right, let's get into the next one. So, and this is a big one. Do you have, do you have the skill set? Okay, write that down. Do you have the skill set? Now, under skill set, right? When I first read this in E-Myth, which everybody should read by Michael Gerber, I want you to read E-Myth by Michael Gerber, right? You know, his, it, was, it was like this aha moment. I'm a baker who loves to bake. I love baking. So I opened a bakery. Well, guess what? Baking is, becomes one of the smaller things I do. What am I doing now? I'm hiring. I'm firing. I'm ordering supplies. I'm creating budgets, right? I'm, I'm doing marketing and social media. Wow. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm wearing all these different hats. And guess what? Odds are the majority of those other hats you don't have the skill set for. How many of you have taken social media courses? Go. How many of you have actually taken a class on writing systems? Go. How many of you have taken a class on leadership? How about creating a company that people want to work for? How about something as simple as, you know, what should I write in a job description? See, there's so many different hats you have to wear. The big thing is, you don't know what you don't know. I love martial arts. I want to teach martial arts. I figure if I teach really, really well, the school's going to grow. No, that's one piece of it. That's one piece of it. Do you understand how to brand your school? Do you understand purpose statements? Do you understand? Most people don't, and that's okay. But the scary part is, you don't even know you don't need to have that, right? You don't even think about it. Well, you know, I'm just going to, Farm it out. 
spend a thousand bucks a month on social media or or, or I'm, I'm gonna spend all this money on an accountant bookkeeper when really at this point, I should be doing my own books in Excel and taking it to H&R Block, right? There's different levels you, you work up to. I mean, when I first started, I had a very, very simple bookkeeper who only worked part-time. Every three months, I'd give her all my receipts and she'd log them all in, but I already had them set up in the books and da-da-da-da. I just gave her all these numbers and she would produce a P&L for me. Right now, I have a full-time accountant, a full-time bookkeeper. You know, I have a lawyer. It's a different game. But I was mindful that I needed to do that type of work in the beginning. I needed to sit there in an Excel spreadsheet and put, here is income, break it down, memberships, birthday parties, day camps, you know, private lessons. I could see that clearly. So when I turn it over to a bookkeeper and we're talking to each other, I'm well-versed enough to be able to understand and make decisions when my accountant asks me questions about certain things I want to do in my business, right? Same thing with social media. You know me, I'm huge on social media. They're touting video. I've been doing video for close to a decade. I've always done video. Here I am now, video, right? So I think it's really important we learn by doing. We empower and grow our confidence through experience. I've been posting that lately in a couple of memes that data plus experience equals good choices and right actions. Data by itself is just data, right? Data is just data. And it's valuable because it helps with my KPIs, my key performance indicators, right? But we were talking about that. We look at our attrition. We've lost 10 white belts this month. Hmm, what do I do about that? I can't do anything about that. They're gone. But what I can do is look at that data and go, okay, well, maybe it's the class time. Maybe it's the instructor. Maybe it's the curriculum we're teaching. And we look at those things and we tweak them and, and move it out. You know, so you want to be mindful of that. Do you have the skill set? But you have to ask yourself, what skills do I truly need at this point in my business? And I would say if you have less than 100 students, number one, leadership. You are not the type of leader to attract somebody who wants to stay with you for a long period of time. That's it. Brutally honest, right? When I was at that crossroads with my guy, we're sitting in the mall and he's on the verge of tears trying to telling me, I love, you know, I, I want to devote my life to this, but you are not a career company. I said, whoa, whoa. Well, what does that mean? He says, number one, you need to have competitive wages. We have to be paying better than most people for our industry, right? And our industry pays way below. I'm going to tell you that. Way below, way below. My number one guy is making over 100K a year. Top guy should be, absolutely. Number two, I don't see room for advancement. I said, oh, shit. Number three, all the perks. 401K, right? Uh, vacation with pay, medical all the different things that a great company should have. So he educated me on that, and I'm happy to do that. I want the skill set so that I truly become an entrepreneur. I truly create passive income when these schools are making money without me being here. And they were that way for five, six years until the pandemic. And remember, I came back to work by choice. Didn't have to. I chose to do that, right? It was smart business, and I love it. I love it. I think, I think I'm more qualified now to work with any school owner than ever because I'm in the mix. I'm not just sitting in a glass house hypothesizing what you should do next. I'm in the trenches on a daily basis, banging it out like you, right? Not bad. I mean, we're up to 934 students. Last month, we did over 140K between two locations. That's a good day. So we're getting back to where we need be, all right? So that's the big one. Number three, do you have the skill set? And if you don't know what the skills you should have at this point, I would find that out, right? What skill set do I need at zero students, 50 students, 100 students, 150, 200, and so on? Cool? Conrad, what's happening, Conrad? Daniel, what's happening, Daniel, sir? Conrad, do you think lowering the attrition rate is the biggest factor in growing to a school? You know, yes and no. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I, I know, right? What the heck, Brandon? Yes and no. Yes and no. Because we always want to reduce our attrition rate, right? But Tule of my studio said this really well. In a two-year period, you replace 50% of your student body. That's insane, right? That's half. Half of our student body will be replaced. I'm a big school with 934 students. Could you imagine how many students we lose a month, right? Right now we're flatlining. San Francisco's up 
net seven, Millbury's minus two. Do I spend a lot of time on it? Like I said, other than the obvious, we know zero months to 18 months, biggest attrition rate. I don't think anyone's come up with the magic bullet, crack the code or anything for that. Why? It's like any relationship. You're dating, you're feeling each other out, right? And you know it, you've been in a relationship where you're the perfect person. Right? You're always on time. You cross your T's. You dot your I's. You pick up the check. You're so attentive. You're a great listener, blah, 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 blah. And they still dump you and decide they don't want to go out with you. Other times, you're totally unavailable and all they want to do is hang out with you. Right? So I think what I'm trying to say with that is it's not something you should spend a lot of time on, Conrad, but it's something you should pay attention to. You feel me? Like I said, if, if I see attrition rate really high at year two, I'm going to look at the curriculum. I'm going to look at the class time. I'm going to look at the instructors and then make adjustments to our systems, our staff training, whatever. But honestly, you know, people are going to quit. That's just the way it goes, right? I don't see anyone trying to figure out how they're going to stop winter every year. They just it's part of life. Same thing in our business, like any business, there'll be a certain amount of attrition. Do we want to reduce that? Yes. Because if I get 10 students, Conrad, and I lose 10 students, I'm at zero, right? But if I get 10 and I lose five and I'm at net five, that's a good day, right? Most, do, most schools average net 10 a month. I'm going to say net 10, net 10. If you could do net 10, you should be growing your school by at least 100 students a year. That's right, if you've been around for 10 years and you have less than 100 students, there's some things that are fundamentally challenging in your business model. Very challenging. And it's something I know I can help you move. I know that for a fact. So number four, consistently review, invest, and improve programs. Your number one core product, like a restaurant, is food. I don't care how great the wait staff is, the ambiance, everything. If your food sucks, it sucks. It's the same thing here. We need to consistently review, invest, and improve programs, right? I say invest, like what Master Raymore did. We spent three hours almost going over their curriculum, designing drills, talking about where things should go, creating a clear pathway to black belt, you know, all that. I mean, that's smart. You should be investing in your curriculum, right? I know we all think we're great instructors. When I talk to that school learner, yeah, how long you been open? 20 years. How many students do you have? 100, you know, um, but my full trial conversion, everybody converts in my school. Everybody converts. So let me get this straight, 100 students, 20 years. Sir, you're at a net five students a year. Net five. Net five. That doesn't add up, right? Because we're all famous in our own minds, me included. Right? We're famous in our own minds. The truth of the matter is we need to be rigorously honest with ourselves. And you have to ask yourself, as much as you love your curriculum, do you need to improve it? We all do. I love Kenpo. I'm going to stay with that. I want to preserve the legacy of Kenpo, but I understand it wasn't designed to teach children. So I took Kenpo and made it in an age-specific, skill-level-specific manner. But when they test for black belt, when the day's done, they do the same thing I did in 1979. Nothing different. Nothing different. Nothing different. But first of all, values. I love Kenpo. Number two, who's, who's my demographic? Kids. Number three, how do I connect? How do I, I make that happen so that they become great Kenpo practitioners? You feel me? So you should consistently review. Spend the money. Spend the money, right? Spend the money. Get somebody on board that can go through your curriculum and help you systemize it. Put it into a rotating curriculum. Don't mess around with that. Don't mess around with that. We have strong instructional videos. We have a clear path from white to black belt. 90% of it is clear. We got 10% little gray areas we're always working on, but 90% of what we do is clear as day to our parents, our students, our team. That's why we keep getting better at administering this curriculum because we have a strong foundation and we continue to build upon it. I'm not gonna totally rip it apart and that's what I see you guys do that I think is wrong. I think is wrong because what you're doing is not working in its current incarnation, what do you do? You buy this program, you buy that program, you buy this program and that program. I was consulting one school and we were standing outside the school. And first of all, we looked at the windows and I saw, you know, um, let me just make up some stuff. Aerobic karate extreme for teenagers. I saw, you know, pig and pandas 
martial arts for the three to five years old. I saw freaking, I don't know, samurai ninja kids for the youth karate. And I looked at it and I, and I, I said, where's your brand? It's right there. Oh, that little bitty sign on the front door. That's who you are. And all these other things, it, it, there's no brand. Again, it's like me walking up to, say, something like McDonald's, right? And what do I see? Burger King, Taco Bell, Five Guys, all this other stuff's in the windows. I'd be confused as heck. Is this McDonald's or what is it? So number one, then I looked at the guy and says, well, sir, what do you have a black belt in? And he went from this confused look to, sir, I have a third degree in Taekwondo. So that's a hell of a lot more believable than what I'm seeing in these windows right now, sir. And he looked at me and goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you stand up tall when you say you earned a third degree in Taekwondo. Just because you're not able to teach it well doesn't mean you should abandon it. What you should do is all that money you spend on these three, four, five programs, right, every month, spend it on somebody great that can help you take what you love so much, Taekwondo, and turn it into a curriculum that is age and skill level specific, right? That a parent can comprehend, kids can comprehend a clear path from white to black belt, right? And continue to go deep on that. I know you're frustrated because your school's not growing. So you're looking for somebody who's screaming at you, I cracked the code, I cracked the code. That's just, that's such a crock. And I call people out on that because there's no freaking code. There's no one code to success, but I do understand that curriculum is the food in my restaurant, and I need to constantly invest in that, right? Let's say Kenpo is Chinese food, right? That's what I'm going to stay with. I'm going to refine my recipes, better my recipes, maybe make a kid's menu, right? And serve kid-friendly Chinese food, but I'm not going to go left and put a hamburger in my Chinese restaurant for the kid to eat. You see where I'm going with that? So really, think about your current programs that you have and what are you doing to better them every year all the time consistently investing and improving in your core product which is the curriculum that you serve i watch you guys spend so much money so much money on you know this social media person or you spend it on this program and that program and you spend so little money on your core program and you do nothing to improve it nothing to improve it and that's the crime that's the biggest crime Okay, so number four, consistently review, invest, and improve programs. All right, let me take a quick break and see who else is here. Hey, what's up? GM Matthews, Ricardo Goyes, Ricardo Goyes. That's a new name. Ben Mar, what's up? Bow. What's happening, Bow? Cool, cool, cool. Quick break here. I want to thank my sponsors for a moment. My studio, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting, Market Muscles. I love all four companies. If you're not using these four companies, you should. You should, you should, you should. Um, like I shared with everybody that's that submitted their uh, essay for Wisdom, right? Wisdom is my executive mentoring program, an intensive, intensive, intensive six months. I'm in your face. I'm in your back pocket every day, every minute for six months. It's my most ambitious work. That's why I'm only going to work with eight people. Only eight. I want you to call me at midnight when you're afraid. I want you, before you do your social media post, you send it to me. I want to just be there until we can get your mindset to shift, create new habits, and get you from being stuck at less than 100 students for over a decade into really moving. Right? And, and I'm witnessing that now. I mean, Marco was stuck there for 11 years. 11 years. 11 years. And for the first time in his life, he's at the highest number ever. And what are we still in? We're still in a pandemic. Oh, go figure. But it takes a lot of work. It really does, right? It really does. And you got to be cool with that, as I am. So I'm really excited about wisdom. I'm still reading through all the 500-word essays. If you still want to get one in, I'll consider it because I'm only going to choose eight. And in it, you got to tell me why you're ready for wisdom and why Brandon Belisa is a good fit. Cool? All right. Yeah, and, and this is the big one. You know, they're all big ones. I mean, I could go on with all of these for days. Each one of these bullet points I could probably delve into for a week easily. Make building a team your top priority. Your top priority. Top priority. When a school owner comes to me and says, you know, my net is 50%. My payroll is only 10%. 
Well, you're probably doing all of the freaking work yourself. That's the long and short of it. Clear indication of that. Did you know a McDonald's will yield the franchisee about 10 to 15% profit? 10 to 15%. Why? Because his biggest money is spent on what? Paying franchise fees, payroll, right? And definitely supplies, food, buns, blah, 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 marketing, right? There's a lot of money going out. But the key thing is he's not there and he's not working it. So I make building a team my top priority, right? Number one, number one is build, building that team. And the first thing you look for is your partner, somebody to replace you. Right? That was one of the conversations we had. If you have somebody in your business right now that can do everything you do and better, you pay him everything you can. Well, I don't have the students yet. See, that's the ass backwards thing. I used to sing this song, and I've really shifted my mindset. And, and I'll, I'll explain that part, but let me finish this part first. You want to make $1,000 more a month? Okay, that would be... 10 students times $100, right? You get 10 more students times $100. There's the $1,000 raise that you want. Get those 10 students, keep those 10 students, and I will give you that $1,000. That's ass backwards. Oh, they say I'm calling myself out, right? Live and learn. I think it's more important, and following my own example, there was that time, I share this one all the time, I was living on $3,000 a month. That was my salary. That's all I was going to take from the business. Everything else went back in. I took a credit card, a $50,000 credit card, and I hired an operations slash payroll slash bookkeeper slash front desk, HR, everything, because I didn't have a physical team. I needed to teach more. I needed to be healthy and strong and focused on teaching more because I knew I could grow that school faster right? I didn't have a team. All my students were 13, 14 years old. I did not have a team at all, at all, at all. So with that said, I took a credit card and this woman was making $50,000 a year. All my buddies laughed at me. What's up with that, man? You own the business and your employees make more money than you. I got this. I got this. Within a year, I no longer made $3,000 a month or 36000 a year. Within a year, I took home one hundred and sixty. You see where I'm going with that? So I want you to look at it right now. If in your business you have that person, you have that person, I want you to take him, wow him, wine and dine him or her, get them paid beyond anything they could dream. You'll make it back. Think, if you could lock in that one person right now that does what you do as well as you do, and they're freaking 25, how much money are they going to generate for your business in the next decade? I believe millions, millions, and millions of dollars. So for you to pay him 10 times more than he's worth today or whatever that number is, is smart business. Amazon never saw profit for seven years, seven years in the red, 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 red for seven years. See, because we don't understand business, what do we do? We open up and think I'm supposed to make money in the first year. Yeah, but that's such a misconception. I would rather lose money in three to five years and reduce my tax dollar and take all that money I'm making and pump it back into my business. And number one is our team because we're a service-based business. We need someone to teach classes. We need someone to run after school. We need someone to do day camps. We need someone to do birthday parties, private lessons, all of it. I can't tell you how many times a school owner will tell to me, nah, we don't want to do summer camps, man, because I'm going to burn myself out on my team. Wrong answer. The answer is hire a team. We have an after-school team that has nothing to do with martial arts. Nothing? Nothing. We hire summer camp people, right? They have nothing to do with our, our core team that does the teaching. See, so, I mean, that's the lame answer. That, again, is you've created a job for yourself, and you're a terrible boss. You're going to yourself as the boss going, hey, employee, you got to do day camp. You as the employee telling yourself, I don't want to do that. I'm tired. I teach all the time. Of course you do, right? That's why you have to be willing to build that team. Build that team. It should be your top priority. And if that means taking an SBA loan, if that means taking a credit card, if you can afford to lose the person that can replace you, go for it. Go for it. I was talking to Jason Smith, right? Jason Smith is, is one of my partners that I work with uh, and I have for a while. He's got a, a great partner. 
with Ashton. I said to him, if you lost Ashton right now, how long would it be before your school closed? He said, six months. Six months. I said, sir, then you better be paying that guy a lot of money because this business stands to generate you tons of passive income for decades and decades and decades. And all you need is Ashton to be able to do that. Man, I'd be paying that guy gold. You see? So it's a mindset shift. I really want you to get your head wrapped around or you will lose that person that can do everything you do and do it better. You're going to lose them and they're going to go down the street and open up a school and take half your students because you never took care of them to begin with. I'm doing everything I can. My payroll during this pandemic now has shot from 33% clear up to 60. Think I'm nuts? I'm not paying any taxes or anything really right now because the way the pandemic is and the way the money is situated, the government's giving me back money. Logically, if I'm not having to dish out all this money in taxes and my personal expenses and world is taken care of, I'm putting everything into that team. The average tenure, tenure in my business is 10 years or more now. How many of you can say that, that your core team has been with you 10 years or longer? Not a lot of martial arts schools can say that, but I'm still working at it. I want them to make more money than they can imagine. I want to help them fulfill their dreams outside. One of my guys bought a house during the pandemic. He's getting married. His brother bought a brand new car. I want to help his brother buy a house. If I can do all those things, I endear them to this company and they will be here forever. We don't just create raving fans with our students. We create the same thing with our team, with our team. And that's why when he called me up, right, Monday I wanted to go to the Warriors game. Late notice, he covered things for me. So I said, can I cover for you on Wednesday, my day off? Can you do that? Absolutely. You go to bat for me on a Monday, you know, I'm going to show up for you on a Wednesday, which is my day off. I was happy to do that. You see where I'm going with that? Leadership by example. If you want to build a team, you need to walk your talk and you need to take better care of your people. I will say that the majority of the martial arts industry does not pay their people right, does not take care of their people well. It needs to stop. I know it. in my business, it stopped. We pay people really well. Is that less profit for me? Yes. But you know what that means? Less work for me. I can focus on the visionary stuff. And that's eventually where you need to get to. But make no mistake, I will always be on the mat. I love being on the mat. I found confidence on the mat. I found discipline on the mat. Why would I ever leave that? Sam said that. Sam Allen said that. You know, he's a multimillionaire. He still goes into his school every day and teaches. Why? It keeps him young. It keeps him healthy. And he's giving back and impacting the community. People retire because they hate their freaking life. How many people you hear that? Oh, I, I'm a, I can't wait for retirement. I can't wait for retirement. I'm going to retire. That's because they hate their freaking life. And they hate their job. And that's the truth. Look at Warren Buffett. How much more money does that man need? He doesn't. This guy wakes up every morning and goes into the office. He loves what he does. Why would he ever stop doing it? Doesn't have to. He does it because he wants to. And that's the cool thing here. We're in an industry where we can train and teach forever if we choose. But that is not an excuse for not creating financial freedom, creating these investment vehicles with the profits you make from your business so you can have retirement, you can vacation when you want, you can own the home you want, you could put your kids through college. That's a mouthful, right? So please, make building your team a top priority. Do not mess around. Ooh, I'm rolling today. Hey, and if you got any questions, pop them in there, okay? I'm on a roll. Okay, let's see, Master Raymore. James, sir, I sent you an email with the new logo design. Was wondering if you could give me some feedback so I can get it on my sign guy. Okay, I'll definitely take a look at that. And that's how I work. Do not, like with Ricardo, right? Ricardo, I love the new logo, right? You got, you got rid of the temple. The challenge with your new logo, Ricardo, it looks great digitally on a computer, the, grade, the gradient going from the blue to the lighter blue. The problem, when you print that on a T-shirt, it's going to look like it was printed wrong. It will. It just, it will, trust me, because I've done the gradient thing with my logo and different things. It's going to look horrible. It's better you have one solid color, especially... Ricardo, if you do a one-off, say you do a black and white, 
right? A black t-shirt with white or a blue, blue t-shirt with white because it's a quick, fast giveaway. You want a gradient white logo? It's going to look weird, right? Go with a solid color for transform, all right? But it looks good. Other than that, I'm loving it, sir. The other thing I would check on, please, 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 Master Ricardo, it says transform. Make sure the font you're using is not super close in any shape, way, or form to the transformer font they use for the movie and the toys. Because, I don't know, that could rear its ugly head and somebody come after you and saying, hey, man, that's copyright infringement. Well, it's transform. It doesn't say transformers. Then uh, that, 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 that franchise is so big, Master Ricardo, they would easily say, because we're so big, we're so well-known, if somebody sees that, they're going to think of Transformers. You need to change that. And I don't want you to be halfway into that, okay, Master Ricardo? That's the last thing I was looking at. I'm looking at the Transform going, is that the same font and style as Transformers? Make sure it's not, okay? And that's my two cents there. Hey, my sister Letitia's there. Uh, Master Ricardo. Oh, there you are, Master Ricardo. Professor, this show is like a college course. I will have to sit down and go over all this again and really study it. Thank you so much for the value. You're very welcome, sir. You know, it's not my first rodeo. I'm a third-generation small business owner. You know, I posted that video, and, and, and the challenge is it's hard to prove a lot of this stuff, right? So when I tell people, I'm a small business owner, third generation. I cut my teeth in my grandma's restaurants, pushing a broom, yada, yada, yada. I ran my dad's karate school at age 10, 11. You know, people, that's so long ago, it could be a line of BS, right? But then I, I found that video, Rebop. Take a look at Rebop. It's five minutes and something in. My grandmother pops up on the camera. Oh, he's at the karate school with his father, and then he does the restaurant. Right there. My black belt's legit. I posted my black belt testing. Thank God those two pieces exist. It's important, right? I don't know why people lie. People make up stuff. They perpetrate a fraud. Because you know why? They don't have experience. So they do a couple Canva things and make it look groovy and nice and put up a website and they call themselves a social media expert. You're going to be my accountability partner and you don't even own a business? I don't think so. You're my accountability partner and you haven't even made $100,000 this year? I don't think so. I don't think so. And we witness that a lot. Everybody's the life coach because they take some certification course. You are not a life coach of any sort. You haven't experienced enough life to be a life coach. Come on. Just because you study a course doesn't make you qualified, right? I can study a book on open heart surgery, but I'm not going to perform it on anybody. I'm always going to go to the guy that's been doing thousands of them for decades and decades and decades. You feel me? So I just want to toot my horn about that. And this is important. Write, train, implement, and track systems. The key to your freedom, once you have this cool business model, right, you have a clear vision of success, you know, you're working on your core products, you're growing this team, right, all that's happening, you have to have systems. And again, read E-Myth by Michael Gerber, but they understood that. You write systems for who? Not yourself. Often when I have somebody write a system and then they show it to me, I go, it's like freaking hieroglyphics, man. Who in the hell is going to do this system? Because you write it for yourself. So before you write a single system, ask yourself, who is this system for? And nine times out of ten, that system is for that 15 to 17-year-old assistant instructor. That's for the college kid, etc. So when you write that system, write it for them. And you're constantly reviewing systems, rewriting systems, and then tracking data. Again, if my white belt class has a huge attrition rate, I'm going to go look at the team teaching it, the time slot, and the curriculum. Then I'm going to go a step further and look at the system that we used to teach them. Right? You know, we're getting back to training a lot harder now that we're coming out of this pandemic. But there was a while there, you know, how do you train people to teach virtually? You don't. It was trial and error. It was experiencing it to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I know we've beaten this one like a dead dog, but you got to start writing systems. Why? It's your business. You're the storyteller. I'll give you all of my systems, but when the day's done, there's unique elements that need to happen in that system that's indigenous to your brand, to your why, right? To your why. When I was working with Master Raymore, Beyond Martial Arts, right? Why do I want to bring my six-year-old to you? Because we're going to take him beyond the average kid. Wow. Well, look at them doing that push-up, super straight back, going all the way down, all the way up. That's beyond a level 10 push-up. That's beyond, beyond. 
That is the mega push-up. See, so I can take my why, put it in a warm-up, put it in a conversation with the mom, and guess what? I can put it into that system that I'm writing, right? This warm-up has to go beyond a regular warm-up. Super challenging, but not over-challenging, but it's got to go beyond the standard jumping jacks, right? The standard push-ups. I want to take them beyond that. What are your goals for your child, ma'am? Well, I really want them to learn confidence. Absolutely. Here in our school, confidence means to believe in yourself. And by doing that, we'll take your child beyond video games. We'll take them beyond standing against the wall at the birthday party not wanting to engage. We'll take him beyond that, and he'll be making new friends at school. <clears throat> Write that down, Master Raymore. And this goes on and on and on. It's so simple when you have a clear why. So if I write a system, if it doesn't fulfill going beyond what's normal, right, then forget it. That's, that's, staff, that's staff mindset all day long. We don't just clean that bathroom. We go beyond. We go a step further. We don't just teach a class. We go beyond that, and we teach at this level. See, Master Ramo, that's all day, sir. That's all day, every day. Good, good, good. See, Master Mamro's doing. Parents have been so much more attentive to the class when they hear the why. Thank you, Master Raymore. See, he's, he's just discovering that now. You want to get beyond 100 students? Get people to drink the Kool-Aid. Create that tribe of raving fans. You can't do that without a why. Why do people wear Nike? Because they just do it. It's a freaking rubber tennis shoe. When the day's done, it's a shoe. But why do they wear it, right? They're going to wear that shoe because they just do it. I'm a doer. Why do people buy Apple? Think different, right? When Steve Jobs came back with the second coming of Steve Jobs, it was all about that. Think different. Think different. Wow, powerful. Those shoes. Now, I'm going to say this. Anyone where they see those Tom Tom shoes? I don't like them. They have no art support. They're flat. They're ugly. They're just some cloth slip-on shoe. But you know what was so compelling? The why. For every pair of shoes we sell, we're going to give to somebody in a third-world country. The why is so powerful. Powerful. Powerful, powerful. And like Master Raymore said, now that they're amplifying the why in all their classes, those parents sit there leaning in, going, yeah, I get the why. Yeah, we're going to go beyond. Yeah, nothing better, right? Maybe you should have that at your graduation, but it'd be a copyright infringement, huh? Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond, right? You should come up with something like that, Master Raymore. And then you can come up with a mascot with a cape, Taekwondo Man, to infinity and beyond. I don't know. I'm just playing with it. But you see where I'm going with that? There's so much there, man. There's just so much. So systems, systems, and more systems. Cool? Yep, Toms have purpose. They do. I tried them on. I got to admit, I figured, you know, let me give me some Toms. And I put these things on, right? And, and, and from all the years, of my, look, I'm still barefooted because I'm, I can't help it. I'm a martial artist, right? But my arches have dropped. And I put on those Toms, and I went, I could never wear these freaking things. But can I buy you a pair, babe? Because they're going to give a pair to somebody in a third world country. All right. Number seven, they lack smart and consistent marketing. You know, I say it all the time. You need to become the storyteller of your business. I've farmed my stuff out to every, I don't know, social media guru out there. They all want to use some jacked-ass stock photo that has nothing to do with my why or my culture. But again, most school owners under 100 students have no idea what their why is, so they'll happily take some stock photo. Right Now, I'm here in California, Millbury specifically in San Francisco. We're at like 50% Asian. Right? You send me some ad slick or some freaking social media post of a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid in a white uniform, we're done. That doesn't fit my culture at all. Give me a little Asian kid in, in, in a black uniform, that works all day long because that's our demographic, right? And all of this copy, emoji, origin, da-da-da-da-da, I don't care what you say. It doesn't fit our story. So that's why you are the architect of your business. You need to become the storyteller. I've cultivated a six-figure consulting business just through social media. Last year, during the pandemic, I did more Zoom events than ever and generated revenue from that. So understanding your message is important. Who am I? Live your best life. What do I start every video with? Hey, this is Brandon Beliso. You living your best life? How do I end every video? 
What are you going to go out there and do? Live your best life, correct? It's consistent. My marketing is consistent. I am who I say I am. I consistently do that, right? What do I always wear? Black, right? That's part of me. That's why I wear that every day. My wife was pissed off in our, well, she wasn't pissed off, but she was saying in our Christmas card, everybody's wearing black. I said, babe, this is what I wear. You guys wear whatever you freaking want, but this is who I am. So, you know, when you see this black beanie and you see what's going on, this is Brandon Beliso, right? And my brand colors are red, black, and white. My school is red, black, and white. My website is red, black, everything is red, black, and white predominantly. So my brand is clear and smart, smart. What I mean by smart is understanding. The other day I had to call out one of, one of, one of, um, a person I work with, right, that, that I help with their school, that hopefully will be chosen for wisdom, he's doing this exercise where the kid's punching, right? His hand's out like this, and then he's got to pull it back. But he's got to pull it back before he whips him with his black belt, right? He was holding his black belt like this and hitting the guy's hand, hitting the kid's hand. And the kid had to pull his hand away before he got hit with the belt. You know who pointed that out to me? My wife, a mom, a mom with two kids. And she says, you got to see this. I said, what? Why? She goes, this doesn't look right. And I looked at it and she goes, he's whipping this kid with his black belt. I get it. I'm a martial artist. It's a reactionary drill. You got to rechamber your punch. I get it. To the average person, it looks like you're freaking whipping a kid with a belt and a black belt on top of it. That is not smart. That is not well thought out. That's not in line with a why or purpose of brand or anything. Now, if I took a pink pool noodle and did the same darn drill, everybody would have been warm and fuzzy. You feel me? So I think it's very important when you're cultivating content that you're really mindful not to just point and shoot. I've done many a post that I took down immediately because I didn't say the way I wanted to say it, and I'll go back and redo it. I do that all the time. Once a week, I'll go through all my social media. Anything that didn't lay well, isn't consistent with my vibe, with my message, I take out. I do it with my schools. I do it with everything. That's real important. That's real important. So lack smart and consistent marketing. And the only way you're going to get smart is by educating yourself. Facebook has so much stuff in the back end, in the blueprint. I study that stuff all the time. Facebook wants you to spend money at marketing. Facebook realizes the majority of, their, their, of the people advertising can't really afford to go out there and hire some social media guy, you know, some freaking dude who took Russell Bronson's course who sits like this with a library behind him. If you, if you get a call like that, go the other way, please. I've looked at those guys and said, I, I'm sorry, you probably haven't read any of those freaking books. You just put them up behind you and say, look, I'm intelligent. I read a lot, right? Think of the facades. Think of the illusions that people create at social media all the time. Be transparent, be honest, and be smart, and be consistent in your marketing. Cool? All right. And last but not least for today, ooh, I'm right on time, Marco. Plan and behave like a big, successful business. The reason you're stuck at 100 students or less year after year, decade after decade, is because you behave like a hobby business or you behave like a martial artist who never got the skill set to be a successful small business owner. Never, 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 ever. When we had our first location, I cannot tell you how many people would ask me if we're part of a chain, if we're a franchise, if there were other locations. Our branding is clean. Our message is clean because we behave like a big business. Our systems, our team, our execution, everybody that was just out here for It's Time Life Change. Look at what we do. Isn't it heads and tails in every shape, way, and form than your average martial arts school? I would say so. Disney was Disney in a garage. Apple was Apple in a garage. Makes no difference. So you need to shift that mindset. And odds are, if I can say logically, if you've been stuck at 100 students or less for one, two, three, five, ten years or more, it is because you are not behaving like a successful business. You are a hobby business. You stopped at being a martial artist or you stopped at being a martial arts instructor and you never got a black belt in marketing, a black belt in budgeting, a black belt in communication, a black belt in team building, a black belt in leadership, a black belt in systems building, a black belt in scaling and monetizing and growing a business. None of that. That is why you are where you are. 
And if I can be honest about that, then I can work from there. I can work from there. Right now, we're moving our whole pension program into another medium so we can move things digitally much faster. That's a lot of freaking work. We're looking at trying to give medical under an umbrella for everybody instead of medical allowances. I want to better my business. I want to behave like Apple. I want to be the Apple of martial arts. That doesn't mean I need 20 locations to do that. That means I need to do that in the locations I have and take the profit and invest it into passive income and generate revenue. You feel me? We've had this talk, me and TJ, many times, and right now we don't want to grow. we got to write better systems. We want to make these two businesses get back up to two mil a year. Right now, this year, it's like 1.6 million, right? It's still $400,000 shy. When these schools are rocking again at over 2 million a year for both locations, and I'm not here anymore, yeah, we'll think about a third location, and it'll be mainly based upon who? The person that wants to do it with us, right? My company's of great value to TJ, and only TJ. If I tried to sell it on the open market, I'd have a difficult time getting top dollar. It's worth top dollar to TJ because he's completely in the mix. He teaches, he runs it, he can do it all. So it's advantageous for him to want to buy into my business. The average person would not. I hope that makes sense, right? But as you can see, this is a college-level course. Thank you, Conrad, for recognizing that. Thank you, Ricardo, for recognizing that. When I put this together, and this is just rough, this is an hour. This is actually months and years and you know, of learning that can really be delved into deeper and deeper and deeper. The reason I wanted to give this to you, to let you see right now, you're probably behaving like elementary school level. If you have 100 students or less, and you've been around for three, five, seven, nine, eleven years. At that number, you are behaving like an elementary school business owner. You got to get high school. You got to get into college. And then once you get past college, you got to apply that thing in the real world. And when you don't get the results you want, you got to pivot. You got to pivot. You got to pivot. But make no mistake, the core values, the core why. Mine is live your best life, never changes. Never, ever, never, ever changes. And I'm extremely passionate about that because I can go deeper on that. I can build upon that. If I'm jumping ship every time it doesn't work, then I'm always starting over. And that's the other thing I see a lot of small businesses do. One day, they're freaking Tybo. Next day, right, and we witness this. They were this other kickboxing franchise. And I'm going, don't close your martial arts school. Please don't do that. No, this is it. We're going to become a Taibo school or, you know, whatever the trend is. Those schools are gone, 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 gone. You didn't get into the martial arts to pivot and, you know, buy 50,000 programs. No, you got into it because you love your Taekwondo. You love your Kung Fu. You love it. It's a matter of taking that and creating a business model that is your version of success where the systems are strong, where the products are constantly invested in and refined and bettered, where you market smart, right? Where you create a company people want to work for, and you behave like, like, like a big business. You behave like it. The yin and the yang. You might be a mom and pop, you know, small business, but the yang is you need to act and behave like a biz big business to create that balance and be successful. Cool? All right. Did I miss any questions? Let me see. Yep, see, Virginia's, she's got a beautiful brand with Journey Martial Arts, right? She says, I get asked all the time where my other franchise locations are. Pretty simple, folks. It's, it's not, and Virginia's at her highest number, too, right now. I think you said 114, Virginia, something like that. All right, so let me hop in here one more time. Thank my sponsors, my studio, Kids of Life Skills, LC Accounting Market Muscles. I love you guys. Make sure that you're using them, okay? Please, please, please. As I shared wisdom, I, I'm still reading all the different essays, and they keep coming in. I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with that. I'll read them through the holidays. I'll tighten it up. You know, it will be a major investment on your part. You will spend a lot of money for me. But imagine what your life would be like if you had me. 24-7, 365 for the next six months. Or ask yourself a better question at this point. You can't afford not to have me. If you've been stuck at less than 100 students for nine years, three years, five years, 
it, something major needs to happen. It does. And you need to go to school. You need to go to school. And that's why they call me the professor. Because I will take you to school and teach you to fish. And that's what wisdom's all about. All right. So now, Marco, do we have a winner for today? I hope you share this with as many people as you can, everybody. You're welcome, Sunjay. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So who's our winner today, Marco? Who share? Oh, today's winner is Nam. Nam, sir, you get a 30-minute consultation with me, Master Nam. Good for you, sir. Get those questions together. PM me a couple of times and days that work for you, and we'll set up that time. 30-minute consultation with me, sir, and we'll sit down and start chopping it up, okay? Sound good? Sound good? So I want to thank Marco for holding down the fort here. Everybody, what a good day this has been. What a good day this has been. This is Success Never Sleeps. Uh, next Friday we'll be here, but the following Friday we won't. Why? It's Christmas Eve. The following Friday after that we won't be here. Why? It's New Year's Eve. So, the last show of the year. And this show has been running, can you believe it, in one incarnation or another for close to six years now. Six years. And again, consistent marketing. I'm consistently here giving good content, sharing this with you. This is why I'm in the position I am. I consistently deliver quality content to you. Do the same on the mat. Do the same for your team. Do the same for your relationships. Win, lose, or draw. You can hold your head up high and be proud of the work that you're doing. Cool? All right. Success never sleeps. I am Brandon Beliso. Subscribe to my Pinterest. We just put a bunch of new posts and boards, inspirational, motivational. Go to my Pinterest, get that. Uh, make sure that you watch my podcast. We have mindful meditations because this is the biggest muscle on your body. We have all the episodes of Success Never Sleeps. They're on all the major podcast platforms. Check those out. For everything else, go to brandonbeliso.com. Until we talk again, please, 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 please. You go out there and do what? Live your best life.